This is Sunday Focus, a weekly public affairs program that looks at the topics affecting our society and the people who are making a change in the community each and every day. The people who have vision for the next generation. Sunday Focus presents new challenges for us, keeping you informed with topics of local and regional interest. Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica. Good morning. Coming up on this edition of Sunday Focus, we will be talking to the executive director of the Sioux Falls Regional Airport, Dan Lentlier. The airport industry has bounced back since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. Thankfully, things are starting to look up at the Sioux Falls Regional Airport, but not as quickly as some would hope. Dan Lentlier joins the show to talk about the changes during the pandemic, inflation, new exciting additions that are coming to the airport that does include a parking garage and the upcoming holiday travel. That's all coming up on this edition of Sunday Focus. If you're driving on the interstate, a state highway, a county highway, through town, or on a gravel road, this message is for you. Buckle up, don't skip the click. Crashes don't discriminate, they happen everywhere. Hi, I'm Trooper Peterson with the South Dakota Highway Patrol reminding you that wearing your seatbelt is one of the best ways to protect yourself while driving. Buckle up, don't skip the click. This message brought to you by the South Dakota Highway Patrol and Results Town Square Media. Welcome back to another edition of Sunday Focus. It's that time of the year where air travel and just traveling in general is really busy and we can say that for once after a couple of years. Joining me right now from the Sioux Falls Regional Airport, it's the Executive Director Dan Lightlier. Hey Dan, good morning. Good morning. Now obviously a lot of aspects of the flying industry has changed. So much to cover. So the last time we talked, how has air travel been? You know, I think um, you know across the country, but certainly here in Sioux Falls, um, we've rebounded very well. Um, we've uh, you know, double-digit increases uh, year over year. So through October, our passenger traffic is uh, over 25% ahead of last year. And when you compare it to 2019, which is kind of pre-COVID, kind of our last uh, normal year, which, which, other, which was a record, uh, we're 7.2% ahead of uh, 2019's numbers. So we're doing really well. We've got eight, eight months in a row of record uh, traffic. Uh, a couple of those with, you know, all-time monthly records. So a lot of people flying in and out of Sioux Falls. So it's great to see. Um, you know, but, um, you know, going forward here, it's still a little up, up in the air. It's hard to say how the economy might impact uh, some people's discretionary spending. So it's certainly, you know, always on our mind how that might impact future travel um, in the coming months. But so far, um, we've had a lot of people... Uh, take advantage of flying out of Sioux Falls. One thing that we mentioned also last year, Dan, we were still talking about COVID-19 and the mask mandates. Now I think it's safe to say that we have moved past those regulations. So what's changed in regards to the COVID-19 policies at the Sioux Falls Regional Airport or what remains the same? Yeah, you know, it's uh, just reading to where, you know, certain parts of the country um, experiencing upticks are big jumps, I guess, in and uh, influenza and uh, coughs and colds, um, as well as COVID. There's even some, some locations um, getting to the point where they're rethinking uh, masks, masks indoors. But uh, for air travel, things have been you know, back to normal here for quite a few months. The requirement to, to wear a mask both uh, on the aircraft and in the, in the airport terminal, you know, those went away um, well over a year ago. 
and um, you know all the other kind of re travel requirements that that were imposed. Um, you know, people you know, first there was a ban on international travel to the United States unless you were a U.S. citizen. Uh, that's been lifted, obviously. Um, but then also, um, you know, the requirement to have a you know negative COVID test. So it's very seldom either traveling to an international location or into obviously into the U.S. Uh, you know, negative tests are, are no longer required. Um, proof of vaccination also um, is no longer required. I mean, I know Hawaii had some of those requirements up until about a year ago. So um, all those have been, you know, rescinded. But again, you know, it's it's hard to say what's around the corner if we see a huge uh, spike in the latest uh, variant of COVID. It's it's hard to say what what changes may come about. But um, right now, things are are really kind of back to, to pre-COVID uh, levels. But um, but some some of the positives certainly I think that came out of that. Um, you know, the additional more thorough cleaning certainly both on and disinfecting both on the aircraft, um, but also, you know, throughout the travel experience. So certainly through ter airport terminals, um, and he enhanced the level of uh, efforts to, to keep things clean. Uh, the disinfecting continues to go on. I mean, you know, a lot of places still have, you know, um, uh, sanitation um, devices for cleaning hands, but um, hotels, They'll have a lot of additional COVID sanitation improvements. So, so a lot of positives I think that that did come out of it um, that will hope, hopefully keep people a little healthier when they travel. Now, with the COVID nineteen pandemic, there were also some shortage experiences. Now, since the last time again we talked about these shortages and they were pretty steady last year, how have the shortages reached the Sioux Falls Regional Airport as opposed to you know most other places? You know, it just seems like that's just uh, a part of doing business anymore. Is you, you can never expect to to order something and have it like there the next the next day. Um, but you know, we notice that um, in a lot of our construction projects, different materials um, for for the work that needed to be performed, or there's always it seems to be a challenge or a long lead time in getting materials for some of the construction projects, both um, on the airfield and in, in the terminal itself. So, so that you just kind of accept that you, you know, for a lot of materials, it's, you know, six months. There's been some, some equipment and devices that we've needed that, you know, it's well over a year out um, before you can expect to, to get uh, delivery. So, so that is just, you know, kind of part of things you have to you know, bake into the equation when, when, when you're working with construction projects. But, you know, we've noticed that too. Um, you know, recently, um, uh, you know, we provide, um, purchase the aircraft de-icing fluid that's uh, necessary this time of year uh, to clear all the snow and ice off uh, aircraft before it takes off or the airlines put it on, but we provide the product. And, um, you know, that's an uh, uh, oil-based uh, product. And uh, it's hard to come by. And then the, the transportation, a lot of it's shipped up on barges from Texas up to Mississippi. Well, you've seen the stories about, you know, the low level in the water and the reduction in um, barge traffic. So that's added um, delivery time. Um, trying to ship it by, by truck is also a challenge with uh, limited 
access to, to trucking. Um, so, so trying to kind of plan and, and have additional capacity inventory on hand to take into account, you know, longer delivery times has certainly been something that we've uh, tried to make sure that we've incorporated. Um, and then just the uncertainty about, you know, diesel. Um, a, lot, a lot of our snow removal equipment, um, deep diesel, uh, diesel engines, um, a lot of the equipment the airlines use to handle the aircraft here is a, a diesel powered. Uh, their de-icing trucks are diesel powered. So um, again, um, to the point where actually are, are renting um, a uh, diesel fuel truck <laughs> to have additional uh, capacity just in case there's a delay in getting um, you know diesel fuel delivered. So you know maybe that's a uh, you know. Uh, Little over the top, I guess, but we certainly don't want to be in a situation where we're, we're out of a product and impacting flights out of here. Absolutely. Now, would you say that because of those shortages and other shortages, that some airlines have actually made the tough decisions to cancel flights or offer fewer flying options? So, is it because of the cost of fuel, other factors, staff shortages, maybe? Yeah, probably the the, the leading cause of uh, flight reductions uh, right now, as far as uh, number of flights uh, operated, um, is the is the shortage of uh, available pilots or new pilots that are coming into the industry. The kind of barriers to entry, uh, the cost to to um, be trained to be a pilot, uh, the number of hours that's required to to even get into the cockpit, all of those are huge hurdles that are making it. Uh, more difficult for, for people to come into the industry and make it a career. I mean, certainly if you're able to overcome those, um, the uh, the pay has jumped considerably. I think Delta Airlines just announced a new contract with their pilots, uh, like a 30% increase. That's kind of on top of other increases they've had over the last year, but uh, and, and that could be expected um, at you know United, American, uh, a lot of the carriers. Um, uh, increased pay for the pilots they do have, but um, most new pilots start with a regional airline, and they're the ones that are bearing the brunt of um, the lack of pilots. I mean, you read stories all the time, different regional airlines that have hundreds, hundreds of regional jets parked that normally probably would be in the air because they just don't have the pilots to fly them. And so small communities uh, that typically have regional airline service are the ones that are being impacted the, the most. And we've seen that here in Sioux Falls as well. You know, I think we maybe, you know, with the, the amount of um, travel uh, travelers that we have, the, the willingness to, to maybe pay a little bit higher fare so far, um, that's really helped us kind of maintain at least the number of seats that are available out of Sioux Falls, because what you're seeing is, um, uh, less frequency, so instead of six, seven flights a day to, to on Delta to Minneapolis, their their main hub, you know now it's three or four. You know a couple of those are larger uh, aircraft. Uh, the same is true on United to, to Denver, Chicago. You don't have the frequency you used to with most of those being regional jets. Now you have uh, some larger 737s or Airbus aircraft, which is great to see, but you have three flights a day instead of six flights a day or seven flights a day. And um, so the, the, 
the options to fly out of Sioux Falls are, are less. And the connection time, you're going to find out, is in, in Chicago or Denver or Minneapolis. It's probably not going to be that convenient, you know, a 50-60 minute connection. It's, it may be numerous hours in between flights just because there isn't the frequency that we had before. So you know, it's good to see the bigger planes uh, in a lot, of, a lot of situations, but um, it also comes with um, less frequency. Now, Dan, before we move on to the next topic, I, I do want to point out, so I fly to Chicago frequently, that's where I'm from, yeah. and I did notice the bigger planes. I think I was going back here to Sioux Falls, and I noticed a lot more people boarding this plane. I'm like, what? There, there's no way that there's that many people going to Sioux Falls, but and to my surprise, a bigger aircraft. So it, it's just it, that change I did notice. Yeah, they've just done that in the last few months. Again, it's... Uh kind of reflection that, um, you know, they don't have the frequency, but they are, and the first time in many, many years that there's been an uh, Airbus or 737 to Chicago. I mean, it's great to see, and hopefully that continues um, as, as time goes on. But, yeah, just uh, the, if you're only going to Chicago, then that's, that's great. Uh, but if you're going on to Syracuse and there's a four-hour connection, you know, that's just, unfortunately, that's kind of the way it's going to be. If you are just listening right now, I'm being joined by Dan Letlier of the Sioux Falls Regional Airport. You hinted at this already, Dan. Let's talk about those flight prices now. In some opinions, they've just skyrocketed over the last year or so. In your opinion, are the flight prices back to pre-pandemic prices, or are they truly higher than normal? Well, I mean, you have to... Obviously, everything is more expensive, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. inflation has, uh, has driven about everything um, higher. But I would say, you know, it's, it's a couple factors. One, it's an uh, economics lesson, right? I mean, there's less, uh, less seats available. There's less capacity because they have had to reduce flying. There just aren't as many pilots, so they've had to reduce flying. Well, fewer seats uh, and the demand is still there. Well, they're able to, if there are any um, lower-priced seats, those are gobbled up right away. And so then you kind of move into the next tier of pricing, and which is, in most cases, quite a bit higher. But I think uh, even out of Sioux Falls, the, the major network carriers, which, you know, that's United, Delta, American, um, seen probably at least a 30-plus percent uh, increase in fares over the last, uh, you know, 12, 14 months. Um, again, a lot of that's driven by, you know, reduced capacity. But their, expense, their expenses have gone up as well. So um, the price of jet fuel has uh, skyrocketed. It's uh, kind of derivative uh, similar to, to diesel. So it's, uh, it's more than just your unleaded gasoline that you might see. Uh, so jet fuel has gone up uh, considerably. Um, the labor, I mean, they've, in a tight labor market, uh, they've had to increase their payroll, uh, uh, their, their wages quite a bit to try to attract or maintain uh, a workforce, so uh, what they're paying their employees is quite a bit higher. So their costs have, have all have all evolved into um, you know higher higher costs that's passed on to the public. You know, we've we've been fortunate though, and I think it's really been a main driver for a lot of our growth this year is um, you know um, Allegiant and Frontier. Um, you know, they kind of they're considered a ultra low uh, low cost carrier. And uh, their prices are quite a bit lower, and they they have increased their fares some, but not to that extent. You know, it might be 
you know, eight to ten percent uh, higher. You know, but they, you're also paying for a lot of other fees uh, besides just your your um, plane ticket. Um, but you know, they've kept their prices a little bit lower uh, and haven't increased them as much. And they've added quite a few different destinations. So that's really bolstered, you know, a lot of our our traffic out of Sioux Falls in the last year. So Dan, what is your best advice that you can give travelers when it does come to purchasing tickets with the rising prices? Is there a best time to buy a plane ticket? I've heard there's a lot of, you know, scientific numbers behind <laughs> this, as in the best day to get them is on Tuesday or on Thursday, oh, whatever. You know, that I really couldn't couldn't say. You know, um, I w- in most cases, um, you know, if you can buy your tickets, um, you know, 50, 60 days in advance, it's probably you know, far enough out that um, the, the lower tier, the lower price fares are still available. Um, the further out you get, you know, actually the fares may be a little bit higher. Sometimes uh, if you wait a little bit um, closer to departure time, let's say 30 days out, it may be. It could be a little bit, little bit less. It just depends how, how full that aircraft is or that, that flight that you're looking at, uh, how full that flight is at that point in time. But typically, you know, if you can, you know, 50, 60 days out, I guess I would kind of start looking at uh, probably the best time uh, with most, most of the lowest fares that are available. But you have to be flexible. To get the lowest fares, you know, you need to travel on that, you know, on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. You need to stay over on a Saturday night. You've got to buy them at least two weeks in advance. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, hoops you need to, to get those lowest fares. Uh, but, but, you know, they're out there. So you just need to be kind of diligent, and and certainly if you use some of the online travel sites um, like Orbitz, Travelocity, some of those can be very helpful too. Google Flights, um, a lot of those can be helpful. Now, again, I think you hinted at this, but have the higher prices affected flyers or even potential flyers here in Sioux Falls? Uh, you know, um, I would say not as much as you might think. Again, with the big jump in airfare uh, from the network carriers, um, you know, their flights are full. I mean, they have reduced, you know, they have reduced uh, flights and available seats um, driving up the cost. But, um, you know, their flights are full. Um, and again, Allegiant and Frontier uh, has service to, to Denver and connections in their hub in Denver to, to quite a few different cities on the, in the western U.S. Uh, so that's, that's really helped... Um, you know, drive our drive our traffic, and so I don't I haven't really noticed. Obviously, we have a record number of people flying, so it hasn't really impacted us yet. But um, you know, as time goes on, uh, again with those prices being uh, higher than they've been, and people may be a little bit more concerned about uh, maybe I should save them money, maybe I should you know maybe we should hold off on that trip, you know, the next couple of months. You know, that that is a concern. Um, going forward, but um, so far people have been flying. What's the worst mistake a future traveler can make as they're purchasing an airline ticket? Any horror stories that you've probably (laughs) heard? Well, again, um, you know, every fare that you you purchase, you know, it comes with, usually there's some restrictions or limitations, and so, you know, just making sure that you understand what what those are. if you're flying on Allegiant or Frontier or Spirit, um, you know those airlines. Um, 
those fares are very low for a reason. Um, there's very little flexibility um, on changing. So if, for, if there's a reason you can't, you aren't able to take your flight, um, you might be able to get a, a credit off that ticket for a future flight, which in a lot of cases is fine. But if you just want a refund altogether, that might be difficult to do. If that flight, for whatever reason, is canceled or delayed, um, that's why it really gets to be uh, a challenge because they, they typically can't just rebook you on another flight that day or with, even within a couple of days. Quite often, if their flight's canceled, um, you have to find other another airline or other transportation to get where you are going uh, with, with the next flight typically being several days away and, and full. So just know what you're, you're getting into. Um, on the, on the network carriers, United, Delta, and American, you know, they have certainly some lower fares, but um, uh, they have some super low fares. But that really, again, some of those don't, don't allow you to make any changes at all, or it's, it's non-refundable. So, so those are some of the things I'd, I'd ask people to watch out for. Dan Letlier with the Sioux Falls Regional Airport talking to us about what's going on with the Sioux Falls Regional Airport and some travel updates. Now, Dan, let's talk about the exciting things that are happening at the airport. What are some projects that you have happening or coming down the road? Well, probably the biggest one, uh, one we've been uh, working on for quite a few years, is the uh, construction of a new parking garage. So I know it's, it's, uh, it's a facility that uh, people have been asking for for quite some time, and we've done many studies, many calculations, many d different design uh, attempts at it. But uh, we have uh, uh, elected to move forward. We have a contractor in place, and uh, starting first um, of April, we'll be uh, beginning that project. It's uh, will be about a four-level parking garage right in front of the building um, where the short-term lot is right now, right across. The and it will take about 18 months to construct. So asking for everyone's patience during that time, because it will be disruptive. Uh, a lot of people will have to park in our economy lot, which is a little further away. But we will have a shuttle that will be continuously going back and forth. So that will be available. But yeah, just uh, I think people will be very excited, um, very pleased when it, when it is finished. We'll have a. Uh, Skyway connection from the second floor to the terminal building. So you can actually get off your flight and walk straight into the parking garage and keep your flip-flops and shorts on and get right in your car and get home instead of having to, to walk through uh, rows of snow and scrape off your, your snow-covered car when you get back from Florida. So, <laughs> yeah, I think people could be really excited uh, when, when we get it finished. People also get excited about new flight options. So what are some of those new options for Sioux Falls Flyers if they want to go somewhere else besides the Midwest? Yeah. Well, like I said, Allegiant has added a lot of service in, in the last year. I mean, they um, uh, will be going to like nine different destinations out of Sioux Falls, you know, along with uh, cities that they've, they've flown to in the past, which, you know, Phoenix Mesa, Las Vegas, uh, Orlando, Tampa St. Pete. Uh, this year they added service to um, Nashville, uh, Austin, Texas, uh, Orange County, um, John Wayne Airport in uh, Los Angeles area in California, as well as San Diego in this past summer. 
they also added service to Fort Lauderdale uh, and uh, Punta Gorda in Florida. So quite a few different destinations in Florida. Um, always a lot of flights to Phoenix Mesa. It's just amazing uh, in February and March how many people in the Sioux Falls area go to Phoenix. It's just amazing. <laughs> uh, and Allegiant will have many, uh, most days will have two flights a day. So um, along with American Airlines to um, Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport, I mean, there's a lot of seats to, to Phoenix. But so plenty of opportunities. Uh, coming up here through the through the winter and spring to to get out to someplace nice and warm. Now the holidays are here, and it's not so warm here, but people are trying to do whatever they can to travel this holiday season. So typically, would you say how many people fly just to Sioux Falls alone, or how many travels fly out of Sioux Falls? Well, they're all they're all about the same. You know, most people that that fly out tend to fly back in, but um, you know we're expecting. You know, well over um, fifty to fifty-five thousand people that will be uh, flying out of Sioux Falls. So about the same amount coming in. We'll have you know over one hundred ten thousand people coming and going through the month of December. Um, again, a big chunk of those um, in the latter part of the month. That that travel window from you know twenty-third uh, of December, twenty-second, twenty-third of December through. New Year's is really, you know, a peak peak travel week uh, of the year. So a lot of people coming and going. We really kind of pray for, you know, good weather so that everybody can get to where they want to go for their, to see friends and family, either flying out or flying in or going to um, someplace warm on that uh, Christmas vacation. Speaking about Christmas vacation, now some presents are going to come back in those suitcases. What are some important tips to remember when you are traveling for the holidays, especially for maybe food, some wine, pots, pans, whatever? <laughs> well, first of all, um, don't wrap your presents. Um, you never know uh, if you're going through um, either in check luggage or even carry-on where there might be something inside that box that, for whatever reason, um, you know, the screeners need to take a little closer look at. So don't spend a lot of time and money on fancy wrapping because you never know when it, when that present may need to be open. So, so don't wrap your presents, even though you, you try to keep them a surprise. Um, you know, uh, keep in mind liquid. So, you know, no bottles of wine or anything through the checkpoint. Um, you can put them in a sturdy wooden box or something in your check luggage, I guess. But uh, typically, again, the, the liquid limitation, you know, three ounces um, through the checkpoint still applies. Um, if you do have um, anything um, organic, uh, fruitcake or um, cookies or whatever the case might be that you have in carry-on that you're going through, um, uh, keep in mind that, that that you should take out of your carry-on and, and have in the tub separately um, so that that's readily available when they screen it because uh, that will require them to, to look into your carry-on if there's any other food items. So if you already have that out um, in the tub, that will kind of expedite getting through there. But probably the biggest thing is just um, you know, get here early. Uh, I know that's easier said than done, but you know, we always recommend people to get here uh, 90 minutes before their flight. So when they, they can get uh, everything checked in, they can get through security, and then get on the concourse. And, and normally, you know, that, that process will go fairly quickly. But, uh, 
never quite know, and we, it's, it's a lot less stressful. So if you get here in plenty of time, you can, you can get through all those steps and get on the concourse. We have great places, great food, food choices uh, on the concourse, so uh, certainly encourage people to get here early. Dan Letlier, once again, with the Sioux Falls Regional Airport. Dan, if anybody has any questions about what's going on at the airport, flights in regards to Sioux Falls, what is your website to go check out? Yeah, it's uh, www.sfairport.com. And, yeah, there's a lot of information there, um, certainly uh, flight arrival departure times, um, a lot of other uh, available uh, pieces of information that might make your trip easier. So certainly check it out. All right. Once again, Dan Lear, thanks so much for joining us to tell us about the happenings in the Sioux Falls Regional Airport and about holiday travel as well. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking forward to seeing um, all those folks out here uh, in the next few weeks. I'm Christine Manica, and you've been listening to Sunday Focus. I'd like to thank Dan Lettlier from the Sioux Falls Regional Airport for joining the program today. Once again, if you have any questions about what's going on at the Sioux Falls Regional Airport, you can always check out their website. And when it comes to your flight, the best thing that you can do is check with your airline carrier to see if they are on time or if even your flight is canceled. Join us again next week for another edition of Sunday Focus.